A fake, annoying nun has been banned from a monastery. A Chinese man has been living at the Beijing airport for 14 years. And the penis festival in a Japanese city over the weekend. These are the weird stories for Monday on Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian. I'm Jonesy, and you are you. Let's do it together. A fake nun has been banned from a monastery for eccentric behavior. A fake nun was banned by a court from going within 150 yards of a particular monastery. The fake nun says she's praying for the parishioners. Rachel Mulcahy is her name, this fake nun. She's look, looking like a nun. I mean, I, I see a picture of her. She's dressed as a nun. She looks very nun-like, nunny. She looks very nunnery. She looks nunalicious, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> she looks extremely holy, Rachel Mulcahy. She was served with an injunction after the priests at Clonard complained about her behavior. Well, although she looks nunalicious, her behavior clearly not nunalicious. The priests don't want her around. It says here, dressed in a brown habit, the bogus nun disrupted the services at the, this West Belfast church called Clonard which is pretty famous for its annual summer novena. You guys know you've been there for the summer novena. We all go to Clonard for the summer novena. Ain't no party like a summer novena party. <laughs> Ain't no party like a Clonard party because the Clonard party don't stop on the summer novena. An application for a full injunction will be heard at the court later this month. Now, now speaking from behind the door of her home in the nearby Beachmont area, Mulcahy the nun told the media, Yes, a court has banned me from going near Clonard. She's speaking from behind a door, though, so it probably sounds more like this. Yes, yes, a court has banned me from going near Clonard. Don't try and come in my home. I'm trying to keep a low profile right now. All right, I'm on the, I'm on the lookout for another church that I can bring my services to. I am praying for the souls of the parishioners and the priests. I'm praying for you, too, man on the other side of this door. I'm going to need some time to consider this before deciding to speak any further. I have to go. I, have to, I can't speak any further. How, how strange. Speaking from behind a door. This nun is a little more than eccentric. She's uh, out of her mind, it sounds like. I really want to find out what exactly she, she was doing during the service to interrupt it. Um, in a letter later handed in to the media from this nun, Mulcahy, she wrote, I'm in love. Head over heels. I can't stop it. I just love Jesus Christ so much that all I can think about is him. There's no one else I can think about, only him. I adore him. I never, ever want to be away from him. Wow. Oh, boy. So she wrote a love letter for Jesus but gave it to the media. <laughs> okay. Mulcahy, who was involved in a confrontation with some police officers last week, can often be seen in the Belfast city center dancing to religious songs. She is usually accompanied by two evangelical preachers playing musical instruments. There is no suggestion of wrongdoing on their part. Sounds like she's more of a street performer than a real, you know, inside your church holy person, someone who can really lead you to the promised land. Yeah, sounds like she's more in the entertainment sector. Says here that Mulcahy, the nun, caused quite a commotion outside the GPO in Dublin as she danced frantically to religious music. At certain times, she raised up her hands in the air before falling to her knees and shouting, Christ, come into me. Christ, come into me. Get inside me, Christ. 
The bogus nun's behavior drew interest from curious onlookers, some of whom recorded her performance for the gram. Sources with knowledge of the interim injunction order against her say her actions outside the GPO mirrored those inside the Clonod Monastery, which led a court to ban her from going anywhere near this church. Here's a quote from an insider. Oh, she was showing up at the services in Clonard dressed in a brown habit, even though she's not a nun. Her behavior was exactly the same. Throwing her arms in the air, making all sorts of wild claims about God, and then writhing about on the altar. At first, the staff at Clonard ignored her, but when it showed no signs of ending, they had to do something. So that's why they went for the injunction. The congregation would be quite elderly, and they felt intimidated by Mrs. Mulcahy's behavior. They just want to be left alone to pray in peace. They're quite elderly. They can't really handle all these shenanigans, you know. Well, yes, I mean, you certainly can't have unsanctioned nuns just running up to the pulpit in the middle of a church service, getting up on the altar. No, it's very much uh, out of the question. These services are very rigid. They're quite sacred and holy and you know you gotta kind of stick to the plan here all right you can't just run up there and slap a priest in the face you know this isn't the oscars you know what i mean okay <laughs> a man has been living at the airport for 14 years in order to smoke and drink oh yes a chinese man named wei jungul poses for photographs at the beijing airport he's kind of famous a little bit now life with your family can be a bit tiring Many people feel disturbed and trapped by the constant family interference, as you know. Well, this Chinese man living at the airport took it a little too seriously. He decided to leave his family and live inside the Beijing airport, just like the character that Tom Hanks played in that movie, The Terminal. Wei Jingguo, the Chinese man in his 60s, was so disturbed by his own personal family life that the only solution in his view was to move to the Beijing Capital International Airport where he has now lived for 14 years. Now, unlike Tom Hanks' character in the 2004 movie The Terminal, where he's forced to live at the JFK airport, Mr. Zhuangguo has his food package, belongings, and sleeping bags in the waiting area. He's there voluntarily. He can leave the airport at any time, but he does not want to. Let's find out exactly why. Well, according to the Chinese media, this man decided to live at the airport so he can smoke and drink alcohol as much as he likes. He just loves his booze and cigarettes. He said in previous statements to the media that he would not return home to his family because then he'll have to give up alcohol and smoking. Here's a quote from him. I cannot go home. I have no freedom there. My family told me if I wanted to stay at home, I had to stop smoking and I cannot drink either. Now, if I couldn't do that, I had to give them all the monthly government allowance of 1,000 yuan. But then how can I buy cigarettes and alcohol? I cannot. After these disagreements with his family and a fallout, this guy began sleeping in railway stations. Finally, at the airport. He decided to settle in the airport completely. In 2008, he moved and settled in terminal number two, which is about 12 miles from his terrible draconian family. <laughs> He says he had given up looking for work. He had been given a job in an internal combustion engine factory in his 40s. Wasn't crazy about that. One of the workers at the airport says that Wei had been encouraged to leave the airport several times, 
but he was always refusing and always losing his temper. According to the media, Wei is not the only resident at this airport. In 2018, as many as six people were believed to be living just like him. Man, what is it about this Beijing airport? It must be fabulous. Is there free massages in the lobby? What, do you got a shower? What's going on? It says here, the world's most famous airport resident still remains. Well, he's not alive. He passed away in 2006. His name was Miran Karimi Nasiri. He was Iranian. And he lived in the Charles de Gaulle terminal for 18 years. I watched a documentary on this fella. Uh, fascinating situation. He was actually stuck there, sort of in between. Like, it was some sort of international limbo that he was in where he had to stay at the airport. But this fella, Way, can leave at any time. Just imagine despising your family so much that you just you sleep in those uncomfortable airport chairs for years, 14 years. You got to really you got to really like cigarettes, man, really. <laughs> it's just kind of outrageous. But like, you know, let's be real. If you're going to commit your life to drinking and smoking, the airport's a pretty good place cuz you can get them cheap at that duty-free shop. Yeah, you get some good cheap booze, cheap cigarettes right there at the duty-free. You can smoke and drink to your heart's delight. Now, I have to admit, the smoking that's going on at the airport doesn't look enjoyable. They, they force you in this, this room that's just, that looks terrible. It's like you're in trouble or something. You get in that room, you want to smoke. Ew, you smokers, and people walk by and give you dirty looks. I'm not a smoker, but I kind of look at those people like, ew, how could you sit in there? Awful. It's unfortunate that Way thinks this is his only option. You know, couldn't work it out with the family. Someone needs to tell them that Florida exists because you can just kind of, you know, <laughs> you could smoke, drink, do all the drugs you want, carry a pistol, whatever you feel like. Florida's like, they open their arms to every vice in existence. I assume all the families do too, right? Shoot, a family would just be happy in Florida to have the father present, it would seem to me. Japan has just had the penis festival. Oh, lovely, a penis festival. Revelers in a Japanese city just had Kanamara Matsuri. It's an annual celebration known as the Penis Festival. The Kanamara Matsuri roughly translates to Festival of the Steel Phallus. And it's every year on the first Sunday of April at the Kanayama Shrine in Kawasaki. Now this festival centers around the Shinto god Kanayama Hiko and the goddess Kanayama Hime. The deities are associated with the metallurgic arts and sexual health as well. Revelers at the festival traditionally include sex workers seeking protection from disease. And in modern times, the crowd has grown to include the LGBTQ community seeking sexual blessings and married couples praying for fertility and healthy children, of course. The Kanayama Shrine donates proceeds from the festival to research into HIV and AIDS. So it also has a very... Uh, positive social impact. The event features phallic imagery reflected in works of art. Edible phallic treats, ooh, phallic hats and puppets, phallic costumes, and a parade of portable shrines bearing sacred penis-shaped objects. Ooh, it sounds like a blast. This year, they had the Kanamara Boat Makoshi, which is the first portable shrine in the parade, and it was donated to the festival by the Hitachi Corporation and features a large black iron phallus on a on a boat-shaped base. The second shrine, called Elizabeth Makoshi, was donated by Tokyo-based Elizabeth Kaken Cross-Dressing Club, 
The shrine featured a giant phallus on a wooden base and was carried by men dressed as women and women dressed as men. The Kanamara Mikoshi, the oldest of the portable shrines and the third in the penis parade, features a wooden phallus housed in a square base with a roof. You should see pictures and video of this. It's pretty cool. I would totally go to this. I'd have a blast at the penis festival uh, one day. Let's get a GoFundMe together to keep Jonesy going to weird stuff like this. Go to the penis festival every April. I'll go to that, uh, that llama beauty contest that was happening in February. This parade, by the way, is followed by an event known as the Moki Nage, which involves Shinto priests standing on a scaffold, blessing rice cakes, and throwing rice cakes into the crowd. Catching one of the thrown rice cakes is believed to carry with it a blessing of fertility. Well, I could catch these rice cakes. I mean, I'm not fertile, but I could catch things. Visitors who venture inside the Kanayama Shrine's exhibition hall can look at images. <laughs> well, we could all look at images at home. It's called Pornhub, but okay, let's find out. Uh, they can look at sacred objects, phallic-related, books detailing traditions of sexuality and other festivals around the world dedicated to sex-based deities. There are various legends associated with the Penis Festival. One legend is that a local woman's first two marriages ended prematurely by a sharp-toothed demon inhabiting her sex organs. Ooh, she had a toothy vagina. They've made some horror movies about vaginas with teeth, haven't they? Uh, the demon was driven off when a blacksmith constructed an iron phallus to break the evil spirit's teeth. Oh, fascinating. He built an iron phallus and put it in there, and then it broke the teeth. Save this woman. An iron penis mounted on a blacksmith's anvil permanently installed in front of the Kanayama Shrine pays tribute to this legend of the toothy vagina. During the Edo period, the 1600s through the mid-1800s, Prostitutes based out of hotels along the Tokaido Road from Edo to Kyoto would visit the Kanayama Shrine to, to pray for protection from sexually transmitted diseases as well. This thing's gone on for hundreds of years, the penis festival. Unreal, man. I love this weird stuff. This shrine continued to be a popular destination for those suffering from sexually transmitted infections to pray under cover of night during the modern age, leading parishioners at the Kanayama Shrine to hold the first Kanamara Matsuri in 1969 to allow anyone seeking sexually related blessings from the shrine to do so in the daylight without fear of stigma. The event's popularity grew in the 80s amid the HIV epidemic and exploded in recent years thanks to tourists being drawn in by photos and videos of this festival posted online. Estimates suggest, in fact, around 60% of the festival's roughly 30,000 revelers in recent years have visited from abroad to attend this annual penis celebration. And nowadays, festival announcements are made in both Japanese and English to accommodate and attract tourists worldwide. Hey, hey, fabulous. And now I shall end this segment with a song that also celebrates the wonderful penis. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Here's a little number I tossed off recently in the Caribbean. Isn't it awfully nice to have a penis? Isn't it frightfully good to have a dong? It's swell to have a stiffy. It's divine to own a dick. From the tiniest little tadger to the world's biggest prick. All right, I got to stop. It gets a little dirty after that. <laughs> you get the idea. Uh... Shout out to Monty Python. And here we go. It's the outro where we give thanks and praise. I also should make the announcement up top that uh, I'm not moving to Florida, guys. That was an April Fool's gag. Did you get that? A lot of people reached out to me. You're really moving to Florida? Hello? Friday was April Fool's. You think I'd move to Florida? Are you okay? 
listeners, come on now. I would move to Florida. You out of your mind? If anybody would not move to Florida, it would be me. Anybody? Is there anybody more familiar with the degenerate culture of Florida than me? You think I would move there? Come on. Put it together now. Sheesh. Some of you would be terrible detectives, I tell you. Anyways, let's, uh, let's move on. <laughs> I'm happy to say, no, I'm, I'm going to remain in this closet in Los Angeles. All right? <laughs> so I'm pretty happy here. Um, not to say I wouldn't visit Florida, you know, um, I got to get better insurance first, but I'm, I'm not above, I'm not above visiting Florida. I should actually go there and do some live podcasting. That would be pretty. That'd be pretty fun. Uh, okay, I want to give thanks and praise. Vicky Peoples just joined the Patreon. Oh, Vicky joined over the weekend. I got a lot of love and and thanks to Vicky, who's uh, we've communicated before via the social media and what's not. And uh, Vicky joined the Patreon, so I want to give thanks and praise to Vicky. Much love. Shout out to the Peoples family. If you guys want to join the Patreon like Vicky and show some support for the one-man show that I have going on here, this media company in a closet, yeah, do so. Go to patreon.com slash weirdafnews or download the Patreon app and search for weirdafnews or go to weirdafnews.com and click on the Patreon banner. That's how you do it. Uh, I got quite a few phone calls over the weekend that I'd like to publish after this, so if you want to hang around for that, that's pretty cool. If you'd like to send me something or call the show, it's... uh, the email is funnyjones at gmail.com, and uh, you can call 646-450-2012. Okay, we'll keep it brief, and uh, now for some phone calls. Okay, my friends. Jonesy, this is your number one weirdo in the great American Southwest, Adrian here. Um, I was calling you because I wanted to congratulate you on the 2 million followers. Congratulations. I've only got about 23, so you're doing all right. Um, also, I was listening to you talk about moving to Florida, and, um, I think you're going to be the new Florida man. I'm sorry, Jonesy, but you're doing it to yourself. You're putting yourself in the way of becoming the angry Florida man. Um, and then you started talking about getting naked in the national parks and um i lost my concentration because all i could think about was you your naked buns scrambling up some rocks in the joshua tree national park and i got lost dude i still you're still my number one podcast crush um and i'm sorry you're leaving california have fun in florida congratulations man you make all of us very happy you entertain us, and you put a smile on our face. You thank us every day, but really, we need to thank you. Take it easy, and uh, good luck with your life, man. Josie, you are so bad, and I may be a little bit on the slow side. You're moving to Florida. Mm-hmm, sure you are. But there I am gullibly going, wow, Jonesy's moving to Florida. It took Glenn going, when did he say that? I was like, on Florida Friday. And Glenn stares at me like I'm just a little on the slow side. He says, that was April 1st. I'm still clueless. He tells me it's April 1st, but I'm still clueless. I'm going, yeah. April Fool's Day, he says to me, like I'm even slower than he thought I was. You are a very naughty man, Jonesy. You had me going up one side and down the other. I could not believe you were moving to Florida. 
and I don't know how much of the car is coming through, but we're driving around in uh, Glenn's bright yellow Supra right now, getting ready to go out for breakfast. I hope you're doing something fun on Sunday, too. Bye. Hey, Josie, it's Luna from Texas, and for a hot second, I had a great jolt of fear when you said you were moving to Florida, and then I remembered what day it is. It's April Fool's Day, and it happened to be on a Florida Friday, so I'm pretty sure you're screwing with us. Oh, my God, I hope you're screwing with us. Please be screwing with us, Jonesy. Please do not move to Florida. Stay away from Florida. If you do go to Florida, can you try to find my dad, please? He went to get the heroin and never came back, and he's probably somewhere in Florida. (laughs) Okay, I'm sorry. I'm pretty sure he's not moving to Florida, guys. I wonder how many idiots are going to take that seriously, though. Because I'm not taking it seriously. Because I ain't that stupid. I'm 13 and I still ain't that stupid, my guy. So, yes. Hopefully nobody actually called in and took this seriously. But I bet someone called in and took this seriously. So, Jonesy. Honestly, if you somehow weren't screwing with us and it's just a weird coincidence that it is April Fool's Day. Um... I humbly offer you use of my closet. I don't know. (laughs) Okay, my mother would kill me. Just be like, and she'd ask me, why is there a strange man using your closet to record a podcast? And he'd be like, Mom, he's Jonesy, shut up. Okay, sorry. Uh, yeah. Pretty sure you're playing an April Fool's prank on us. Okay. But if you're not, um... Good luck, don't die, and please find my father. <laughs> okay, okay, but I'm pretty sure it's an April Fool's prank, so good luck for your life, man. Please don't move to Florida. Bye. Hey, Jonesy. Uh, San Andreas, Florida man here. I'm just checking in. I've been going through the uh, back catalog here. By back, I mean just a couple of days ago. Uh, you told the story that uh, was in regards to a, uh, a tree fart. No, that that's an that's an amazing thing. Uh, I mean, you know, amazing, amazing. I don't really know exactly what it is. Um, well, perhaps it's some type of greenhouse gases you were talking about. But I I was always under the assumption that the 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 the, the tree fart w- was a lot like when um, you know, perhaps your cousin has a crush on a long term substitute and he would climb up in a tree and he peek in on her in her window and, and he just he get all he get all he tree fart. You know, right in her window, and and whoa, where was I going with that one? Hey, Jonesy, I'm just uh, I'm fascinated, I'm fascinated by these tree farts. You know, tree farts. You know, I don't want to, you know, tree farts, man. They, that's something else, man. You know, you they actually like when there's a whole bunch of trees rotting because of seawater. They call that a ghost forest. Mm-hmm. That's some interesting stuff because I have the. Um, you know, I have the I, I have the audacity to tell you that that's actually a stink farm. A stink farm is when you know you got a bunch of stinky stuff, and you just you know it, maybe there's a guy in your neighborhood. And he ain't paying his bills. He's like, hey, look, man, I got a hole in the backyard. You just bring over everything you got, and we'll just stink farm it up. You know, maybe 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 ghost fart, <laughs> ghost farts. <laughs> oh man, even I slip up sometimes. A ghost fart. Now that's something. All right, uh, we here at. Uh, <clears throat> Weird AF News do not condone uh, any of the 
verbiage that the angry Florida man may use. Perhaps he, he gets a little, as I say in the past and I'll say in the present, and I will say, oh, I ain't going to say it in the future because I can't predict the future. A ghost fart will no longer be in my vernacular, all right? That, that's something that's a, that's just that's just going that's just going way off that's going way off that's like that's like that's like going to Clearwater Beach stop stopping off at Shepherd's you know you know, do people remember Shepherd's I don't remember I don't know if it's still there I ain't been there in some time and you get yourself a couple of them two for one gosh darn big old drinks and then you don't remember your middle name kind of like I've been drinking today and oh 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 there it is hi Jonesy it's Connie from Cedartown Georgia. And I was calling about your Florida Friday show. You are not moving to Florida. That is that is a joke. <laughs> if it is if you had said that on any day other than April Fool's Day, I might have believed you, maybe. But no. <laughs> and especially Naples, Florida, that's almost as expensive as California, so you might as well stay where you are because you would be right in the middle of the Florida soup. I mean, no. <laughs> I can't see that. I cannot see you being a Florida man. So try again. You almost fooled me. So have a great day. Love you. Love all the weirdos. And good luck with your life, man. Bye. Hey, Jonesy, it's Michael calling from Iowa City. Uh, I wanted to congratulate you on your two millionth download. I think that's awesome. Congratulations. I know I'm a bit late with this, but I've been out of town, and I'm just now catching up on back podcasts. And uh, you had one here, I think, from Florida Fridays about a guy who stole, I forget, 4300 or $4,800 worth of oil of Olay. And, yeah, if that was their little four-ounce or six ounce bottle of the pink lotion that would be a lot of that oil of Olay moisturizing lotion but uh, my mom sister's wife ex-wife used to buy an expensive product that they've got it's like vitamin a retinol or something like that it just comes in a little tiny package and it's quite expensive it's you know like nighttime moisturizer or you know like a wrinkle remover you know and it's tiny little package and it can be up to like 48 dollars or something so if he's stealing large volumes of that stuff the price would ring up really pretty quickly so i know they have a lot of age-defying makeups and creams and lotions and stuff so if he were just stealing those pink oil of Olay lotion, yeah, it would take up a large volume of space and you'd have to have a lot of it to, you know, cases to get 40 some hundred dollars worth. But if you steal in these little tiny tubes of lotion that cost $35, $40 each, it would rack up pretty fast. So uh, that's what I know about the oil of Olay products. Anyway, that's just what I wanted to throw out there at you. And uh, I'm I'm back now and town, and I'll be up to speed on all of the stories. Take care and uh, good luck with your life, man.